Hey family, this is Eric Phillips, and welcome back to another episode of the PS Plus, a Living Faith Bible Institute podcast that serves as a companion to another called The Postscript. If you haven't already, check out The Postscript. Pastor and host Brandon Briscoe speaks with other pastors and professors from the Living Faith Bible Institute on a wide array of topics. Now, in our last meeting, we looked at principles of how to pray in the battle against your flesh and sin from Psalm 38. In this episode, we're going to look at a portion of scripture in another psalm. We're going to look at the first few verses of Psalm 34. Now, in order to appreciate Psalm 34, you actually have to go back and, and think about the background of the psalm. David penned this psalm at a time in his life when most theologians would say he was backsliding and out of the will of the Lord. As many of you probably know, after David was anointed king, he soon finds himself on the run from King Saul, who was seeking to kill him. Saul knew that God had stated that David would replace him, and so Saul sought to try to prevent God's plan by killing David. Saul knew that God had stated that he was not supposed to be king anymore and that David was actually the one that was going to be king, and so Saul sought to try to prevent God's plan by killing David. Now, while on the run from King Saul, David flees to the Philistines, who were sworn enemies of Israel and by extension God. And this is in some ways hard to believe because you have the renowned giant slayer of Goliath, David, fleeing to the king of the Philistines for refuge, okay? And so let's read a little bit about that story over in 1 Samuel chapter 21. And you pick it up in verse 10, 1 Samuel 21, verse 10. And David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. And the servants of Achish said unto him, Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands? And David laid up these words in his heart and was sore afraid of Achish the king of Gath. And he changed his behavior before them and feigned himself mad in their hands and scrabbled on the doors of the gate and let his spittle fall down upon his beard. Then said Achish unto his servants, Lo, ye see, the man is mad. Wherefore then have ye brought him to me? Verse 15, Have I need of madmen, that ye have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? And so what ends up happening is Achish lets this man go. Achish lets David go free. And so what's interesting is that David humiliates himself before the Philistines. He pretends to be crazy in the hopes that they will dismiss him as crazy. And surprisingly, the plan works. And the king of Gath decides that David was too pathetic to kill and lets David go free. Now, what I want you all to see here, it should be clear that David is depending on his own strength in this situation. But God in his mercy still brings David through this situation. And all of this is the backdrop of Psalm 34. And so what I find fascinating about Psalm 34 is the very fact that David was in a time of backsliding and trusted in his own solutions when he penned it. So now listen to what the first opening verses of Psalm 34 says. Psalm 34, verse 1, a psalm of David when he changed his behavior before Abimelech, who drove him away and he departed. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. 
So here's the principle. Even in your darkest battle, you must find a way to be thankful. David walks away from this situation praising the Lord. There's a great protection for the heart and mind of the saint that can simply choose to be thankful in every situation. David was saved from Achish, but still had Saul that was after him to kill him. And so David was still on the run for his life, and yet David returns to a place of praise in this situation. I want you to listen to the commands of Scripture as it relates to being thankful and thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Ephesians 5.20, Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Hebrews 13, 15, by him, Jesus Christ, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. See, as you study out this topic of thanksgiving, what you find is that it's supposed to be an ongoing posture of the believer in any situation, thanksgiving. So the reason thankfulness is important in the life of the believer while you're struggling with sin and your flesh is that if the enemy can rob you of thankfulness, then you become susceptible to a whole host of wickedness, okay? Go over to Romans chapter one, and let's look at a key concept there. Romans chapter one and verse 21, because that when they knew God, They glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like unto corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lusts one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. So everything that you can read in this passage, that we read in this passage, originates from a lack of thankfulness back in Romans 1, 21, up in verse 21. Did you catch that? It says, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. And so while you're struggling, it's critical that you cultivate a thankful heart towards the Lord. Now look back at Psalm 34. I want you to notice how David makes another insightful observation in verse two. 
Psalm 34, verse 2, My soul shall make her boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. David purposes that his soul will boast in the Lord. David is still in the midst of running from Saul, who's trying to kill him, and, and finds his way back to praising the Lord and boasting in him. Now, here's what the scriptures have to say about that. Psalms 44, 8. In God, we boast all the day long and praise thy name forever. Selah. 1 Corinthians 1.31, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. So the next critical truth here is that a heart that is thankful is a heart that is always postured to turn the focus off of self and on the Lord and his goodness, his kindness, and his greatness. Now, lastly, go over to Psalm, go back to Psalm 34 and look at verse 3. David says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And so notice how David invites people to exalt God's name with him. So not only is it necessary to be thankful, it is also good and right to do so in fellowship and communion with your brothers and sisters in Christ. So while in the battle and while struggling, don't isolate yourself. Instead, you should seek fellowship with your brothers and sisters in Christ with the goal of thankfulness and worship. Now, here's what I'm saying, because I want to make sure that I'm clear. Thankfulness is a great antidote to falling under the condemnation of the devil. And what do I mean by this? All the thoughts that come into your mind accusing you of how horrible you are, if those thoughts are left unchecked, they always lead to, well, since I'm a horrible person, I may as well just continue in doing whatever it is that I'm doing, the bad things that you're doing. Since I'm horrible anyway, I may as well just do you fill in the blank. Thankfulness insulates you from corrupted thinking because it shifts your focus. No matter your struggles, God is always good. No matter your struggles, God is there for you. No matter your struggles, God is with you. And thankfulness is what reminds us of the true source of power and victory, which is Christ. The goal of the enemy is to see you bitter, angry, and resentful towards the Lord and his people. And the enemy will use this to further ensnare you in sin. So the conclusion of this week's teaching is that it's critical that we cultivate in prayer hearts that are thankful towards the Lord, even while we are battling sin in our flesh. That may seem counterintuitive, and perhaps you came to this episode expecting that I was going to expound on things that you can do to pray specifically about your problem. But sometimes the issue is that you're too focused on your problem. And you need to return to a focus on the Lord Jesus Christ and simply be thankful. Tune in for the next episode where we're going to be looking to answer the question, how long will I be battling against this particular sin or struggle? Until then, be blessed. Love you all. See you next time.